This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. <laughs> Up, it's your boy LA, aka the Love Ambassador, coming to you straight live and direct from the Jungle Studios. Um, it's with uh, great sadness and regret that I actually do this podcast today. Um, I'm sure most people obviously have seen it all over social media uh, and the huge outpouring of grief. Uh, COVID-19, unfortunately, one of the greatest, uh, some would probably claim the greatest basketballer of all time. Unfortunately, passing at the very young age of 41. Uh, but what made it even more tragic was his daughter, Gigi, died at the age of 13 in a helicopter accident. Now, the, the amazing thing about life, I think, is that so much appreciation is, in a way, given to people. But the true love is never really shown, unfortunately, until people pass. And what I find at the moment in current society is that people have a tendency to get... For a, you know, a couple of weeks they mourn and it's horrible, and then after that it's like... There's very few torchbearers, uh, and from what from what I've read and seen and heard, like I think the principles of the man should be carried on. Uh, was he perfect? Probably not, but then no one is. <laughs> uh, and like I said, the fact that such a, a young a young life was um, taken makes it all tragic and also for the other people on board as well uh, and let us also remember that there was quite a few other people that unfortunately passed so i read a very interesting article in the australian newspaper by ben cohen uh, and it's called the last minutes of kobe's fatal flight which i'll read out for you so yeah obviously you don't the copyright or anything like that but i think um that it was so well written that it, 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 it helps in this situation. Um, so yeah, uh, cool. let's do it. Uh, first and foremost, the reason why he was catching a helicopter was uh, years ago when he was playing, he wanted to be a family man and this was the easiest way for him to come back and do the school run and not waste an insane amount of time in Los Angeles traffic. All right, let's start. The helicopter that chauffeured Kobe Bryant from his Orange Candy home to Los Angeles area departed Santa Ana John Wayne Airport shortly after 9am on a foggy Sunday morning with nine people aboard. Its destination was at Camarillo Airport northwest of Los Angeles near Mr. Bryant's Sports Academy. It was supposed to be the kind of routine flight that Mr. Bryant, who used his chopper like a car, had made hundreds of times in his life. But with deep marine layer and areas of dense fog in the region, federal weather forecasters had advised the aviation community of the need for instrument flight rules, and that typical visual flight rules probably wouldn't apply. 
Air traffic controllers in Burbank told the aircraft to maintain special visual flight rules at or below 2,500 feet, according to recordings of tower communications. A few minutes later, the helicopter crashed in the mountainous terrain near Calabasas, California, killing Mr. Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter Gianna, and seven others. Mr. Bryant spent countless hours aboard this helicopter before his tragic death. He began exploring the possibility of getting to work by chopper around 2006, intrigued by the prospect of turning a painful, unpredictable drive into a guaranteed 15-minute trip. It wasn't long before he was commuting in helicopter, he beat traffic and NBA teams by air. Mr. Bryant liked the idea of lifting weights in the morning, taking his children to school, flying to Los Angeles practice and returning to his Newport Beach home in time to meet them in the carpool line. I had to figure out a way where I could still train and focus on the craft, but not compromise family time, he once said. His traffic quickly became part of his mystique. Only Kobe Bryant would take a helicopter to his office and the game day routine that allowed him to become one of the most greatest players in the history of the game. Mr. Bryant would drive to John Wayne Airport, draw the curtain for privacy and saw over everyone on his way to Heliport in downtown Los Angeles, said Kurt Dietz, a former Island Express helicopter's pilot who often flew him to games. For his final NBA game in 2016, Mr. Bryant's chopper was wrapped in black and dressed with his personal logo. The helicopter's exterior was meant to evoke the skin of a snake and a nod to the Black Mamba, the nickname that Mr. Bryant once gave himself. He called this ride the Mamba Chopper. When he climbed into the helicopter on Sunday morning, Mr. Bryant was on his way to another basketball game, his daughters. And that's for me what makes it even more tragic. They were heading to her, her game, of which she was a very talented individual. He was reportedly headed to his Mamba Sports Cabin in Newbury Park with seven other passengers, including Gianna and John Kerry and Alyssa Altobelli, an instrument rated commercial pilot and flight instructor who had has been identified as Ara Zabayan, was at the controls of the helicopter. Mr. Zabayan was the same pilot who had taken Mr. Bryant to his final Lakers game, Mr. Dietz said. But there were questions about whether they should have been in the air on Sunday. In a forecast discussion, in a forecast discussion published early that morning, the local National Weather Service warned of a deep marine layer, low clouds and dense fog that could affect aviation conditions. Mr. Zabine was an experienced pilot, deeply familiar with the Los Angeles area, said Mr. Dietz. On a busy, on a day with lousy weather and tricky conditions, Mr. Dietz said the only people in the air would have been professionals like Mr. Zabine, but even helicopter pilots who are comfortable in that environment are challenged in uncertain conditions. We've all been there, Mr. Dietz said. I don't care if you've got 100 hours or 10,000, it can happen to anyone. It's too early for definitive answers on what happened while they were in the air, and the National Transport Safety Board is investigating the incident. But safety experts say the crash highlights two of the biggest causes of chopper accidents, low-altitude operations and pilot disorientation about nearby structures or terrain and low visibility. To combat these hazards, the industry has devised pilot education training programs. And a lot of that time revolves around basically just trying to land the air land the helicopter if it gets too dangerous. This particular chopper, the Sikorsky S67B, is a mainstay of business and VIP transportation, with more than 230 registered in the US, accounting for roughly 2% of the nationwide fleet, according to 2019 FAA statistics. 
Flight records show that Mr. Bryant's helicopter had made the same trip on Saturday to Camarillo, a small airport 20 minutes away from Mumba Sports Academy. The initial flight on Sunday was almost exactly the same as Saturday's, but about 10 minutes into the flight at around 9.17am, the traffic controllers at Hollywood Burbank Airport made contact with the helicopter carrying Mr. Bryant, according to a recording of the control tower. You can expect a few minutes, the controller said after referring to the chopper's tower number. I've got another aircraft inbound in the final, he said as controllers began clearing ace airspace of other planes to prevent any risk of in-air crash. Mr. Sabine said he would around downtown Glendale. This was unusual. In recent flights this helicopter made between John Wayne and Camarilla, the chopper had never veered as far north as Glendale, according to the Wall Street Journal analysis of flight tracking data. You need to go to Van Noos, negative Camarillo. Roger, in Van Noos it's also IFR, the pilot said, referring to the flight rules where pilots must use instruments using crews and to assist during takeoff or landing because of poor visibility. The pilot would have had to take the extra step of filling a specific flight plan with FFA, FAA in order to fly under instrument rules. That morning, the National Weather Service had issued a forecast discussion noting a deep marine layer that would have fit flying conditions, including around the Los Angeles and Burbank airports. In Burbank, the forecast noted that the need for instrument flight rules was expected to improve the marginal visual flight rules, with those conditions potentially lingering at least for hours. The trouble hovered over Glendale for roughly 20 minutes, circling about five times before control on the Burbank Tower asked Mr. Zabine if he wanted to follow the State Route 118 freeway. 118 and then we'll loop around Venice to catch 101, Mr. Zabine said. Burbank Tower instructed Mr. Zabine to continue following Interstate 5 to hit the 118 as a flight was picked up by the Van Noos Tower. The helicopter was flying at 1400 feet. Can we start, go ahead and start turning to the southwest for 101, the pilot asked. The Van Noos Tower approved the move and asked the pilot if he'd been able to regain visual flight, that is navigate by sight rather than relying on instruments. The pilot confirmed that he had visual flight, at which point he was informed that he would be in communication with another Southern California tower. However, it appears the SoCal controllers had difficulty communicating with Mr. Zabine, the pilot, at the low altitude he was flying. After two minutes of no communication, the, power, the tower asked the pilot to have identified his aircraft. The helicopter, had been, the helicopter had begun its ascent, and after reaching close to 1,500 feet, began to pull back down again, allowing the tower to communicate again at 9.42am when they tried to confirm the helicopter is in the correct frequency. State intentions, the controller requests. You're still too low level for flight following at this time. Soon after, the helicopter climbed to around 2,125 feet before descending at what has been estimated at five, oh, insane, 500 feet in 15 seconds. Local authorities received an emergency call at 9.47am, alerting them to a bushfire in the hills of Calabasas. It had been about 41 minutes since the helicopter took off. The flight the day before had lasted 30 minutes. So that's the information that we have so far on what occurred. Uh, unfortunately, we've lost the grade of the game, uh, a young child and other lives as well. So um, in time, the, the black box and the investigations will add more information of what, when and how. But I think the most important thing is to try and carry on the legacy and um, 
for a whole generation that was inspired by Kobe to use that inspiration and inspire the next generation coming through uh, because especially in the world is today, I think we all need a bit of uh, hope. I'll leave it on that. Peace.